0: 14900K is the fastest chip of all time. And Apple's new phone is faster than your PC. That's mean for you to say. It is. The 4070 is getting a price drop. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're gonna be going over the hottest news I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast this Friday, September 15th, 2023. I messed up, I said hot news. Hot news. Hot news, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but I do know that Intel is supposed to be dropping their brand new 14th gen CPUs on October 17th, and we have some leaked benchmarks in Geekbench of these bad boys. Hello. it is better than the last time we had leaked benchmarks because those didn't make any gosh dang sense. The 14900K ended up being slower than even the 13900K in multi-core. Yeah, was a little weird. It was a strange situation. Now with the new 14900KF benchmarks, this thing slaps everything. It's the fastest in single-core, it's the fastest in multi-core beats, the 7950X, 7950X3D, the 13900K mm-hmm. at six gigahertz. It's just a monster of a chip. Coming in at about 6% faster in multi-core performance is and up to 12% faster in single core performance. It does look like a beefy big old chip that's gonna go faster in your system. Oh yeah. You'd hope at least. Yes, but in case you want a place to put these beefy beagle honkin' chips, you can check out today's video sponsor, Silverstone, and their SUGO series of cases, because this is the longest running line of small form factor cases since 2005, and now they have an exciting new member, the SUGO 16 Pink. Yes! <laughs> Silverstone has a ton of experience when it comes to building small form factor cases and making sure that it has room for everything that you're trying to build, whether it's the SUGO 14, which I did a build in a while ago, and we have sitting right here. Or as I mentioned, the new pink SUGO 16, which is compatible with many ITX motherboards, but full ATX power supplies. Hey, yo. Supports liquid cooling, supports a standard length graphics card, and can make it so that whether you're building for yourself or for a loved one, you can create a system that can hold a lot of power, and can actually run effectively even in a small form factor that's just gonna fit on your desk. Mm-hmm. And all of their panels can be toollessly removed within seconds so you can build and work on it easily. And at 13 liters, it's surprisingly roomy for fitting nearly any mid-range CPUs or GPUs. So maybe not the 14900K, but like the 14600K yeah. is gonna be a good one. So check out the Sugo 16, the Sugo series lineup, and most importantly, the new pink Sugo 16 at the link in the video description. Big thanks to Silverstone for sponsoring today's video. But we talked about the 14. 13900K being faster than any desktop CPU out there. Let's talk about the A17 Pro getting benchmarked in the exact same application of Geekbench 6. Yeah. Are you ready for these numbers? I don't know if I am. They are within 10% of the 13900K and the 7950X in single core performance. What? It is wild. 2914 is the single core score on the A17 Pro and the 7950X is 3172. They are so close. This is like Intel's 12th gen in AMD's 5000 series, that's where we're at with the 17 Pro on single-core performance.
1: That is wild.
0: And on multi-core, it's less because it's only six cores. It's got two performance cores, four efficiency cores, so it's not gonna compete with the likes of a 24-core 13900K or a 16-core 7950X. But in single-core performance, which is what a lot of people say matters the most when it comes to gaming, That's what you're gonna get when you're trying to play Resident Evil 4 on your iPhone 15 Pro Max.
1: That's actually shocking.
0: It is incredible to see that. Now, there are a lot of problems with this. No active cooling, number one. So like you're getting that in burst benchmarks, you're not gonna get that in sustained performance. But if you could somehow like strap one of those liquid coolers, you remember I found a MagSafe liquid cooler you can strap to the back of your iPhone? Man, you could go for some seriously long gaming sessions with that. But we've got some seriously long gaming sessions in front of us because yesterday CD Projekt Red (laughs) unveiled more about the Cyberpunk update 2.0 that has now been confirmed to be coming out on September 21st and We can tell you, thanks to NVIDIA, we actually have early access to the Phantom Liberty DLC in Update 2.0. So we're going to be looking at it, potentially even doing a video on all of the new enhancements that are going into it. Let us know if you want to see that down below in the comments. But Reese, I didn't get to watch the keynote on this. I just know I'm excited because of all the overhauls. What were the highlights for you on what's going into Update
1: 2.0? I just think the complete overhaul to the skill perk system is gonna be the best part about cyberpunk it's not that it was bad it's just that they've got so much more coming now
0: and then there's the new ai that's coming to the police that like and this is all excluding the expansion you get yeah. this if you already own the game
1: this is all regarding the 2.0
0: and then they're gonna have new play styles and new ways of actually playing different
1: original play styles. They had some of the developers come on during the keynote and show off their three favorite play styles that all they each presented. And I saw them throw people, which is really cool using people as weapons. Oh, you can hot dog chuck them? You can hot dog chuck them. Wow, that's how I chuck my hot dogs. Overhead, behind the hands, eat, eat it. It looked like a lot of fun. I'm gonna completely change up my way up, the way I played Cyberpunk previously, so.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they talked about this during the keynote because I wasn't there, but they actually have a build planner website where you can input all of the data. This is amazing to just have a companion website that isn't like GTA 5 where it's integrated into the game and if the servers go down, you're messed up. This is just like it's an additional bonus thing where you can actually figure out what you want to spec out before it happens. Because
1: I I do a lot of pre-planning with my builds to make sure I... I'm actually hitting enough skill points in each division there.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for this, but we also have some more games announcements that were happening. Hades 2 is confirmed to be coming out to early access by Q2 of 2024. They're working on that. Hades was one of my favorite games of all time. Just the roguelike gameplay on that was impeccable. The storyline
1: was just phenomenal.
0: That as well. The voice acting, the art
1: style. They went hard in every way that they could possibly go.
0: And it, it absolutely delivered. I'm excited for Hades 2. Baldur's Gate 3 you should be excited for if you want to play it on Mac because they're patching it so that you aren't just stuck in the first act anymore. That's going to be coming out on September 21st, so you have to choose between Cyberpunk, Baldur's Gate 3, but I don't think Cyberpunk is as easily playable on Mac. No, but okay. if Baldur's Gate 3 is on Mac, that potentially means it could come to the iPhone. Yeah. I could see myself playing iPhone, Baldur's Gate on the iPhone.
1: Counterpoint. I'm going to play it on my iPad.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. They didn't really talk too much about bringing Mac games to iPads, did they?
1: No, not really. But they, Larian has a history of bringing them to iPad.
0: Okay. Excluding Larian, somebody brought this up in our Twitch chat yesterday. Apple has the perfect platform to make a game console because they would just sell an Apple TV Pro or Ultra or Apple TV gaming and then run it all on an A17 Pro chip. Exactly. They're already in a ton of people's living rooms. I have one. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. No dang. Most people are using their home entertainment little stream boxes to stream video games, and now you can do that with Starfield, which has come to GeForce Now in 4K. All right. That's available, and it's whether you bought it on Steam, you have it on the Xbox app, or if you simply have an active Game Pass subscription, you should be able to Perfect. play it on GeForce Now, which is exactly what we want to see. And I know that people want to see DLCs. Gotcha. Show them. Give them your
1: eyeballs. Oh. All right. <laughs> And hey, deals! And today we're jumping with the Logitech G840 cloth gaming mouse pad. I actually have one of these, I have the black version, but today you can pick up the League of Legends edition for only $20.99, making it $29 off.
0: And it comes with a free guarantee that you will just become a worse person overall.
1: Absolutely. Logitech always has extreme discounts on these League of Legends things, but if you don't mind Wonderline. the branding, you can get one heck of a mouse pad for a little bit of money. And then if you want to throw something on that, you can get the Steel Series Aerox 3, which is their ghost lightweight wireless gaming mouse. It's got that cool like perspex look with the frosted RGB coming through which you can pick up for only $50.99 making it $49 off on clearance and then next up we have the thermal take tough power GF3 which is a 1000 watt 80 plus gold fully modular power supply going for only $139.99 making it $60 off. And then lastly, today we have the Ryzen 7 5800X back, going for only $212 with the promo code, making it $237 off. Can I have it front, though? You can. Okay, because you said it's back. Yeah, you can have it back and front. It's Ooh. it's a box. Oh, yay! What a deal! <laughs> and with that, the deals are done. You can find these and more linked in the video description down below. But until next time, I'm going to hand you back to Brandon for the rest of your heart. <laughs>
0: Well, I've got a deal that I knew you would have mentioned, Reese, because I can't trust you to bring the best deals. Absolutely. Valve announcing that the Steam Deck went back on sale to 359 to celebrate Steam's 20th anniversary. You can get the smallest version for 359. 10 The 256 gig version for 450, and the 512 gig version for 520 bucks. Solid. Solid pricing on all of that. And speaking of things with numbers. <laughs> sorry. This EV set the world record for the longest battery trip on an EV ever and surprisingly it didn't have a big battery to begin with now obviously this is not something you're going to be driving on the streets and was designed specifically for aerodynamics they Mm -hmm. drove it for six days inside of an airport hangar in order to make sure that they were maxing out the efficiency to set the best record but it only has a 15.5 kilowatt hour battery. Only? Yeah. My F-150 Lightning which we're taking on the cannonball has a hundred and
1: I was about to say, that's smaller than like most just mini EVs. But you don't know how far it went yet, Reese. Well, tell me.
0: It went 1,599 miles, 2,500 kilometers. It's right there. On that battery. Yeah, on that battery, well, part of it is that it was limited to 26 miles per hour. They optimized it for efficiency, but this breaks the record by like 600 miles. Yeah, it, it was actually an impressive record setting. It wasn't like they were trying to eke out to just beat them. They they decimated them by 60 percent.
1: Solid, solid. Good
0: stuff. Large non-solar EV going real far, and it looks like the court case between Fantex and Lee and Lee is going real far. And Fantex has now issued its first res- public response oh? to Lee and. Lee. In what's going on, saying we at Fantex can confirm the filing of the patent infringement suit filed by a fellow PC enthusiast brand. We want to inform the community that our legal team is and has always properly handled any legal issue or communication that has arose from the start of the Fantex D30 fan development. We set out to design an original product that innovates to provide new solutions to PC enthusiasts. We have consulted with patent lawyers during the development and prior to the announcement of the D30 fans, and the fans were not found to infringe on the claims in the patent. Fantex D. 30 fans are an original idea and have been issued patents in multiple countries to date we value or respect valid and enforceable ip rights and are confident that the result of this legal matter will confirm there is no infringement we will continue our mission to serve the pc community
1: by creating unique and innovative solutions we'll see where this goes i was about to say i'm not on anyone's side in this i just want to see it play out for the best of all of us that's exactly
0: what we want and right to repair according to many people is, Me. is is the best for all of us. And now California has passed one of the most robust right to repair legislations in the entire history of the United States, covering a whole lot of various different things, including guaranteeing support for three years if a product costs between 50 and and $100, mm-hmm. and requiring more support if it costs over $100 for it to be seven years, with iFixit saying, the era of manufacturers repair monopolies is ending as well it should be. Accessible, affordable, widely available repair benefits everyone we're especially thrilled to see this bill pass in the state where i fix it as headquartered which also happens to be big tech's backyard since right to repair can pass here expect it to be on its way to a backyard near you i say backyard, but that's that not, what not what i meant was- to say i mixed my words but notably one of the things that people pointed out was that this completely excludes game consoles. No! Yeah, if you're playing on a PlayStation or an Xbox, because video game consoles means a computing device, which is just a separate class of item that is not covered by this bill. It's only for electronic or appliance products, not a computing device.
1: That hurts me.
0: So it is expansive. I fix it, counts it as a victory, but there is still more work to be done in order to make sure that users have the ability to fix the devices that they have in their own homes. It's a win, but. This is one of the things that I appreciate so much about Hank and John Green, especially if you watch their Vlogbrothers series. Mm. They. Have no problem recognizing there is injustice in the world. There is a fight to do better. But at the same time, progress happens by small changes of individuals making up their minds and marching forward. That's how progress has always happened across humanity. And just because you can't win the game, that doesn't mean you shouldn't score a touchdown. Yes, you might be losing, but that doesn't mean you quit you continue to try to march forward, and eventually you might actually get Mm -hmm. that win. And it's only by us actually banding together and making that all happen, that we can see progress here and in the future, which is exactly the opposite of what's going on over at Unity. Now I haven't covered this for the past few days, mostly because game dev stuff is kind of out of my wheelhouse. So I wanted to see how this played out, see what the responses were from the community. Mm -hmm. And it's essentially, All bad. Now, to catch you up to speed, Unity changed its licensing agreement and changed their pricing and packaging updates to make it so that game devs would have to, instead of pay a one-time fee, would now have to pay recurring amounts based on the user install of the actual game, even though that only happens once they reach $200,000 in annual revenue, which is based on gross revenue, Mm -hmm. not the profit that they actually make from their game. Yeah. So that's what happens here, but the response has been visceral and aggressive from the game development community. People were not happy. Especially since in past, Unity has promised that there are no royalties, they're not effing around, when we say it's free, it's free we're not nickel and diming people and we're not charging them a royalty, Mm -hmm. quoted by the Unity CEO back in 2015, and now that has been changed with many developers, including ones behind Cult of Lamb, saying that they are going to disable their game January 1st of next year, because that's when this pricing change happens, and it's just not worth it to them financially for them to have to pay for every single person who installs their game. Mm-hmm. And the biggest problem that I'm seeing for most people is that this is a bait and switch. It is not that people are opting into a new agreement for their next project, it's they're opting into an enforced agreement that they didn't consent to yeah. on current things that fall under a different purview when they started their actual development.
1: Which is very frustrating for a lot of these developers. Like, this is just a whole new spanner in the the cogs.
0: Exactly. And also because Unity is typically used by smaller game development companies who don't have the resources to create their own engine, it makes it just very financially difficult for many and including, again, the fact that Unity at some point said when you obtain a version of Unity and don't upgrade your project, we think you should be able to stick to that version of the TOS back in 2019, and that is very clearly not the message they're sending right now, so we'll continue to see more and more game developers cry out against this. There's been several game developers who have talked about the fact that they can financially take this hit, but this is deplorable because of the retroactive nature of what they're trying to enforce, and once you do something like this, you can't put the cat back in that bag.
1: I just think Unity saw huge play bases uh, with Among Us, Genshin Impact, all those. Isn't Pokemon
0: developed on Unity? I read that somewhere.
1: I might be- I'm not too sure about that one.
0: There are some larger games that do use Unity, but I mean, it's the old adage of, it takes forever to build a reputation and it takes a single event to ruin it.
1: Yeah, this is, this is a rough time for
0: everyone. And it's been a rough time for everybody when it comes to GPU pricing, mm-hmm. but it turns out there might be some alleviation happening. We reported back when the 7800 and 7700 XT launched that Nvidia sneakily dropped the price yeah. of the 4060 Ti 16 gig down to 449, and it appears like they might be doing that with the 4070 as well at this point, with many reports coming out that they have seen that the 4070 is getting down to that 549 price point, especially as the new AMD cards have become so popular. And if you can get the 4070 very close to where a 7800 XT comes in, it makes it a much more difficult conversation. So it does appear in a way that I haven't really seen Nvidia React in Mm -hmm. previous GPU launches. They are actually decreasing their price in order to
1: match competition, which is good. It's good consumer behavior. Yeah, I agree let's put some at what a $50 price premium over so what are they trying to sell that now as i mean you have
0: frame generation and all that other kind of stuff but i i'd like to see that this is happening i mean we have so many examples listed in the video description amazon best buy new you can get a whole bunch of 4070s at this price point it's not just one sale yeah. it appears like this might be becoming the base price for the 4070 but it brings us into the question of, are we in a new era where Nvidia is taking their gaming reputation seriously? Mm -hmm. Obviously the 4070 should have never launched at 599. Never, 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 never. That was the wrong decision the entire time. And they have messed up in so many other ways. But again, going back to the conversation we had earlier, can we take one step forward? Mm -hmm. Is this what's happening right here? Is there a march to things getting better? You don't put faith in these companies that the next move is going to be right but you can still appreciate that they did make one right move
1: this is a net good in the whole grand scheme of things we hope so yeah
0: yeah and i think that comment response has been a net good everybody seems to really like it i I like it it. so So in yesterday's episode of hot news we talked about how intel had 40 percent driver uplift in performance Mm. in professional applications and we got a ton of comments about that hextobyte saying i have really high hopes for intel in the gpu market where Same. you're saying I bought an a770 last month largely due to their continued support with their drivers starting to look like they're in it for real Emilio Mendez saying I love what Intel is doing they're disrupting the whole graphics card market and giving us better and better products while knowing their own flaws I would love to buy an Intel graphics card but they are tough to find and really expensive here in Colombia. Hazel Autumn saying I genuinely love my a770 a limited edition the fact that Intel just keeps providing great driver updates makes me feel like my purchase was super worth it yeah the Starfield situation sucks but Bethesda Games usually take a year post launch to be stitched together anyway. Moola Euphoria saying, proud of Intel, rocking my A770 limited edition until Battle Age releases. Can't wait. Those were the top comments yesterday.
1: Hey, yo. People
0: really responding to positive praise for Intel. It's good to see that happening. And then I also mentioned that I'm gonna start going on a crusade on negativity and Mm -hmm. just blanket cynicism against just everything. And iRock said, as far as having a problem with people who buy Apple, it depends on what you define as valid reason. The problem I have is many people don't actually have a reason, they just succumb to the marketing. My sister buys Apple stuff then complains to me that a bunch of the software she needs doesn't work. Okay, here is my retort to that. Who is the arbiter of what a valid reason is? Is it you? Or do you think that your reasons for why something is valid matter more than to other people why their reasons are valid if they just say hey i like it it looks neat guess what you do that in so many different areas of your life maybe you don't do it with your tech but literally there is not a single person i've ever met nor know about who makes rational complete wholehearted decisions about everything
1: The this is something that it's so weighted per individual like I could go, hey, I really like high refresh rate screens. This is an important thing for me, where others could go, I like to be able to message all my friends on this one app. And they are differently weighted for different people. Exactly, and while we can have discussions about the
0: merits of Apple should be supporting RCS, in my opinion, that doesn't mean that the people who want to make sure that everything stays cohesive in iMessage are wrong for wanting that. Those are both valid according to their own perspective and here's the truth one of the things that i learned as being married for as long as i have having kids raising them you don't get to determine the value of other people's opinions it's just that's um, like but but here's the thing i'm a hypocrite just like everybody else is. Yeah. We're, we're all just big meat sacks of irrationality a lot of the time. And even Sean are coming in and saying, yes, we need less cynicism and saltiness. I'm definitely part of the problem, but people in the tech space pick sides too often. I'm
1: part of the problem too. Yeah. I do this quite often. I like to take the Marge Simpson approach and just be like, I just think it's neat.
0: And Mitch even calling me out for it, saying, uh-oh, Brett, you were talking about the default of cynicism just after giving Bethesda a hard time for Starfield. I'm no Bethesda fanboy, but Starfield is so massive I have the feeling it never would have been released had they fixed everything. I'm going to talk about that in a second. I do want to address a few more comments in the meantime. Wise and Coyote saying, at least soon, hopefully sometime between October and early next year, we will have Amazon officially here. Super excited. I think he's talking about South Africa. Yeah. I've been hearing that for years. I've <laughs> been hearing that since I moved to South Africa. In
1: 2015, y'all were saying, we're going to get Amazon next year. The official date that was given to us was February of... This year. It's not that anymore. It's not. You were living in South Africa
0: back then. Oh my goodness. Bubba966 saying, Scarecrow video is quite the experience. This is about the DVD Blu-ray shipping service. Mm -hmm. Been going there for decades. Pretty much have any movie you could ever think of to rent. It's great. Also love that I've been able to buy foreign releases for sale. Bought many a movie from them that wasn't sold here in the US.
1: Interesting.
0: That's amazing. Co-op source saying, thank you. Let's see less hate in the tech world. So in Mitch bringing up the Starfield thing, I think that is... I I appreciate you checking me on what I'm saying. I'm going to respond to that a little bit more now, especially with Seth Klein saying, have you actually played Starfield? The bugs reported are greatly exaggerated. The game is definitely complete. Regardless of Brent's complaining, it's unfinished. In 30 plus hours, I've not had any bugs. And many of the creators I follow have also had a smooth experience. If you decide to try it out, give it more time than the tutorial and actually get into the story. It's a fantastic game. I hear you, but here's the thing. I didn't complain about bugs. I didn't say anything with regards to bugs or glitches or issues. I know T-posing happens, right? And especially with InMitch saying that they couldn't have fixed everything. I agree. I'm okay with games not being perfectly polished on launch. Here is what I actually said. They released an unfinished game, a bad port, and made it so that they are yet again making it so the modders finish their game for them, which is inexcusable with any other developer. I'm not talking about bugs. I am talking about things like brightness and contrast support, which are an accessibility feature, which again, Bethesda, Massive, had the backing of Xbox. To not have that kind of accessibility baked into the game from the very beginning, not okay. FOV sliders, That that isn't a bug that's missing. That is something that somebody patched on day one because actually implementing it into the game was thought about Mm -hmm. by the people who play it. I am okay that games have bugs, but what I'm not okay with is when we give leniency to big companies that we don't give to other companies, right? People are letting Bethesda get by with some of these issues, but they don't. Did not let CD Projekt Red get by with some of the things that happened with Cyberpunk 2077. The uh, amount of nostalgia that allows people to overlook actual issues in games releases, I think, is is very high.
1: The biggest problem for me was the brightness one.
0: There are just certain, like there are certain features that should be implemented when a company has a budget that big, and to make. Easy ways outs for just saying, "Well, they couldn't finish it," I think ignores the fact that they showed that that wasn't a priority for them, and that I don't want to play games that that are like that. It has nothing to do with bugs. It has to do with actual things that should have been implemented from day one, and actually were by modders. And then the community saying, "Hey, modders, fixed it, so it's okay." Like I want modders to fix things and to like add a whole bunch of stuff and turn Starfield into something that maybe Bethesda didn't even have the vision for. But that's not what happened. Greg wears the mayo saying, Xbox had that accessibility feature for years talking about the oh, second yeah. controller thing my friends and I used it pretty recently playing Rocket League so much chaos and so much fun I'm, have I'm no like idea. glad to see that it's rolling out more I had I don't really play on Xbox but no, me neither, so. hey let's keep getting that everywhere because I think that's only for the good of everyone I agree and it's probably for the good of everyone if we end this episode of Hot News it's been a, it's been a 30 minute recording holy smokes we'll see you on Monday for more of the hottest tech news my friends bye enjoy your weekend